Netflix earnings coming out today after the bell. Looking forward to that, and our panel is all over it. The experts are here. Dan Rayburn, Principal Analyst Frost and Sullivan, Tuna Amobi, Director, Senior Equity Strategist at CFRA Research. It is great to see you both. Thank you for being here. Tuna, I'll start with you. I know you have a buy on Netflix. You talk about some of the other names in the, in the space, Disney Plus, Amazon Video, HBO Max, Peacock, Paramount, just to name a few. Where does Netflix stand here? Um, well, good afternoon, Nicole. I, I think Netflix is actually still in a pretty uh, good position, uh, despite intensifying competition from all of those names that you, uh, you mentioned. Um, the thing is that I think uh, investors are already looking ahead to, you know, to uh, beyond the second quarter, which uh, I, I think uh, the expectations are pretty tempered. The company had guided to about one million. We, we think there's actually um, a, a slight positive surprise uh, to that number. But more importantly, I think as the content slate uh, becomes stronger, uh, as the free cash flow story uh, changes for the better, uh, with potentially positive free cash flow generation this year. Um, you know, I think the thesis gets, uh, uh, you know, interesting. It gets more interesting from here. Um, you know, that being said, there is still a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, the video game strategy, for example, has come to the forefront. Um, so I'm sure investors are going to be looking for more uh, color on that. But within the core, uh, you know, film and television business, um, they've had a pretty decent um, you know, batting average. Uh, granted that there was a lot of uh, tailwinds on the COVID-19 lockdown. Um, so I think we'll be looking to see the easing of the pandemic restrictions going forward in second half might have an impact on the uh, forward guidance. But all in all, uh, we still think, Nicole, that Netflix uh, is still um, well positioned to be among the winners in this uh, intensely competitive uh, streaming landscape, which explains why we're still recommending a buy uh, with a 12-month target of $650. $650, and we saw it in the $500 range. Dan, uh, your thoughts? I know you watch these subscriber growth numbers very closely, and then there are the whisper numbers um, that people also start having higher expectations sometimes. And the content spending. Um, you watch all of these metrics, right, Dan? I do. So a couple key takeaways here. Netflix expects to spend about $17 billion on content this year while marking its first year of positive cash flows, Tuna mentioned. I think the thing to investors to look at here is what really drives new subs? Well, content. Content is king. And no competitor can spend such a large sum of uh, content, uh, money on content. So that's super important. Netflix had 208 million subs at the end of Q1. They've only projected 1 million in Q2. If that's all it is, it would be the slowest growth on record since 2016. But if you look at their operating profit margin from 2012 to 2020, it went from 1.4% to 18.3%. And as long as they continue to forecast what they're talking about the rest of this year, operating margin should be around 20%. So I think what we're looking to get from them today is just what does the second half of the business looks like? And as far as the gaming goes, uh, there, there's a lot of unknowns there. The vast majority of Netflix viewing is on the large screen on TV. People don't have a controller to, to, to play a game with that. So is this really about licensing their IP to other companies who will make games? Or is this Netflix more talking about gaming from a mobile standpoint? It's still too early to know. I think you make a great point talking about that and bringing that in. I mean, I couldn't believe it when Peloton 
yesterday, you know, there were reports about Peloton having a game, right, where your wheel rolls and you have scores and goals and all that. Tuna, um, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on the gaming part of it. We're clearly um, it was very evident that there were still folks who didn't have Netflix during the pandemic because they had so many people signing on. Now, I think a lot of folks are looking more to the international markets, too, for subscriber growth, right? Yeah, I mean, Nicole, some people have characterized the game strategy as dead on arrival. We're definitely not in that camp. Um, we're also not in the camp that it's uh, it's a slam dunk by any means. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. There's still a lot of uh, unknowns, um, you know, the technical, uh, you know, challenges. Uh, but the way I kind of think about it is that this is an adjacent offering um, that they can actually dip their toes uh, um, with relatively minimal incremental investment. We don't expect that the games is going to bust the bank in terms of, um, you know, content spending. Uh, but that being said, if you look around the competitive landscape, everyone is trying to do something to uh, set themselves apart, whether it's kind of sports related or other kind of uh, enhancements. And in this particular case, uh, video games could be one way that Netflix can, um, you know, uh, engage uh, kind of a broader demographic and, and, and be able to increase their price to value proposition. Uh, so while it's not a low hanging fruit, I don't really see uh, that the um, the risk reward at this point is is that negative. Uh, and to your other point, I think International continues to present uh, a huge, uh, you know, runway in terms of the potential addressable market. Um, you know, we expect that you're going to see a significant ramp up, um, you know, in international market the second half as all of these right. local language and content pipelines begin to take shape. Uh, India is one area that gets us a little bit um, you know, excited in terms of the potential yeah. to really tap into this mobile first market. So all in all, while the U.S. market is uh, showing signs of saturation, there's still a lot of international areas where I think yeah. um, the battle is yet to be won and lost. Dan, final thoughts here as we talk about, you know, more raising prices for Netflix and fending off the competition because Disney Plus really got so many folks signed on in such a short period of time. Final thought, Dan. It did. It, no doubt there's competition out there, but it's very different. Netflix has a different scale. What we want them to tell investors today is that the business will resume its impressive growth rate in the second half of this year, mainly thanks to their flood of new releases. That's really what it comes down to. The whole gaming thing is a distraction. Nobody knows what they're thinking, what they're doing, what they're planning. Will we hear some of that today? Maybe we will. But the bottom line is Netflix is still the leader in 190 countries with over 208 million subs. Yeah, and that was the latest number that we got at the end of the first quarter. Really looking forward to these numbers today. Thank you for the beautiful setup, gentlemen. Great job, Dan and Tuna. Thank you, Dan Rayburn. Thank you. Frost and Sullivan, Tuna Amobi, CFRA Research. Thank you.